Welcome to the coming apocalypse. Evangelist and pastor Paul Bagley will take you on a journey into the end times prophecy. He'll examine current world events and explain how they relate to the end times. For decades, Pastor Bagley has provided people all over the world with an understanding of today's world events from a biblical perspective. Now, here's your host, Pastor Paul Bagley. Welcome to the coming apocalypse. I'm Pastor Paul Bagley, and today's broadcast is going to be so powerful, we're going to reach deep into your soul. I want to ask you some questions. We all live our lives so busy, so fast, most of us traveling 1,000 miles an hour going nowhere. Do we ever stop to think about the moment in time? Don't miss that moment. It could be very well divine for you. God sometimes sets up by chance, by divine inspiration, or just simply destiny. Moments in time, pieces in time, an opportunity to make a difference in someone's life. And you, sometimes all of us, if we're not careful, could miss the moment. We'll be right back in just a moment with more on the coming apocalypse. I'm so thankful to have this opportunity, folks, to tell you about a brand new music CD called The Journey. Every song has been absolutely godly inspired to touch the heart and soul of every person. Go to my website at paulbeckleyprophecy.com. Get it now because these songs will inspire you in your walk of life. The journey, we're all on it, and this music CD will literally change your soul. All right, folks, all right. Moments in time, pieces in time. You know, when you think about time, my wife one time, she uh, started a process writing a book. She worked at a nursing home, and she'd always come home and tell me, um, she used to be director of nursing nursing homes, but she started out working as, a, uh, as an aide and, and working very close with the patients. And she said, you know, one of the greatest things to do is talk to someone that's 100 years old or older. I said, you can look into their eyes and you see treasures of time. You could talk to them and they would tell you things from a long past era. How to churn butter. Who knows that? Um, when... Television was black and white, and you had to get up to change the channel. First time radio came. World War II, and they all went to war. Their first child. Different things that happened in life. Even though technology is advanced, we as people haven't really. We're still the same. We adapt to our environment. But do we take the time to appreciate those that are closest to us, our loved ones, our family. You say, oh, we all love our family. When's the last time you called your brother? When's the last time you actually spent some time with mom or dad? Or maybe one of your children. Holidays, people get together for dinners, events, phone calls. But really, it's those moments in time that are so important that whenever we get to the end of life, we reflect back to special moments. You know, recently, well, I should say it wasn't recently, but 30-some years ago, I was in a horrific car accident in which 
We rolled the car seven times. I wasn't driving. I was a passenger, but on, on my way to work on a very cold February morning before it was daylight. We had the early shift. I was to be at work at 5 a.m., and we had a 40-minute drive. When our car hit a patch of snow and rolled it seven times before landing upside down in a very deep ditch, 20-some feet deep, the car went underwater. Upside down, I'm in a seatbelt. Now, that was back in the days with Ford Escorts, so they're not very sturdy. I'm nothing against Ford on that, but it's just it's a small car. And I'd already hit the window on the passenger side, knocked that window out. It, it, it shattered it. But now we're upside down in water. And for a moment in time, pieces of time, my entire life at the age of 27 was hanging in the balance, literally upside down in a seatbelt underwater in the cold darkness. And you're, you only have a few seconds left what are you going to think about? What had flashed before me was my entire life, literally within a second. I seen my entire life. I saw my early childhood to that moment. Everything, everything came before me. And then I seen my wife and at that time two sons. They came before me. And I remember saying to God, who's going to take care of my wife and my children? This can't happen to me. I can't die like this. And then my next statement I made was simply this, Jesus, help me. And the buckle that was stuck and wouldn't release, ding, released. And I swam to the floorboard and there was about that much air and I got a gulp of air and then I reached around and, you know, it's in muddy water and I could feel that window had been knocked out with my head and I swam out to the top, got air. It's a moment in time. And you know what the Lord said to me? What about the guy who's driving? Go back and get him. This is another moment. I could have climbed out and said, thank you, Lord, for saving me. He would have died. But the Lord said to me, go back and get him. And so I had no choice. It's a moment. You got to choose. He's a, he's, a, he's a friend. Yeah, he's a co-worker. I've only seen him twice since that day. But I went back, went back into the cold water when I can't even swim, folks. So it's really dangerous. I go back down, I reach into that, went through the window, and I get a hold of him, and thank God he, he, he's, he doesn't have a seatbelt. I don't know if he bored or not. And I pull him through the window, and up we go, and he survives. Now, I broke my neck. I didn't know it was broken. He had a concussion and broken shoulder blade and all kinds of stuff, but I had a broken neck, but at that moment I didn't know it and climbed out of the water and we walked a half a mile uh, to the nearest farmhouse where I beat on the door and a man came out and he said to me, I said, get, a, get an ambulance. My buddy's hurt really bad. He needs an ambulance. I said, can I just use your phone to call my wife to come get me? And he said, don't you want to go to the hospital? And I said, no, I'm fine. He goes, you're fine? I said, yes. He goes, and why is your head sitting over here on your shoulder? And when he said that, the pain rushed to my neck and my arm went limp, the left arm went limp. And then for 19 months later, after a lot of physical therapy, I regained use of my left arm. And my neck had been broken, but thank God uh, I survived and was not paralyzed. It was just a moment. It was just a patch of ice. It was a day to go to work. It was my responsibility to feed my children, my family. But in one moment, 
One moment, it almost all came to an end. And when you were underwater in the panic, there was only one name, only one name that I knew to cry out to, Jesus, help me. And let me just say something what it says in the book of Ecclesiastics, because sometimes we don't think our life has a destiny to it, but it does. And some of you may have not even had your moment of destiny. That moment will change your life and change the life of maybe your family or your neighbors or your friends or your company. Here's what the Bible says in Ecclesiastics, chapter 3. To everything there is a season to, to, and a time to every purpose under heaven. Let me read that again. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love. A time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Ecclesiastics chapter 3 verse 1. So no, it isn't luck. It's not good luck, bad luck. It's a time. It's a piece of time. It's a moment in time. Take the time to think about your family Think about your friends. Think about your loved ones. Think about the people you go to church with. Think about the neighbor. Think about those that are in the nursing home, laying there in the dark, laying there alone. You might just want to pull into a nursing home, not know one person there. Walk in and just start going down the hall and sticking your head in the room and asking, how's everybody today? That might be your moment in time. And you think about it, you're standing in line and, uh, at, the, at the grocery store. You're wondering, why don't they open up more aisles? There's 15 people in every line, and I don't feel like scanning. I got 35 items here. Why don't they open up more aisles? Well, maybe it's your time. Maybe the aisle you choose, the person you're behind, might be the time that you meet someone that you never dreamed you'd meet and learn something you never thought you'd ever know. And whenever you think about things, you know, uh, when you think about influences in your life and all of us have dreams and all of us have vision and all of us have plans to live a long life all of us expect things to go a certain direction but we have no idea where life will lead where we will end up working what home you will end up with or without we don't know what illness will come what death or tragedy in the family or what situation may develop we don't know what's going to happen in our life. But one thing could be a constant, and that is that you have the golden rule, 
that you do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, that you take the moment, that you take the time to appreciate those that you love, those that you know. And even if this brother-in-law or sister-in-law or whoever it is, <laughs> your cousin or whoever it is, it gets on your nerves or you get on their nerves, take the time to appreciate who they are, God's gift in their life, and what they, and what they contribute and, and how everyone makes a difference. You know, we always reflect on it once people are gone, but it's too late, you know, to say the things that need to be said. And don't, don't ever let someone that calls you, calls for you on their deathbed, you might have even had a disagreement with, and now they're calling for you, go. Give them that moment in time. You know, it's important because when we all stand in the judgment of God, we're all going to have to take a little bit of time to listen to what he has to say. I choose to hear that voice from him now and not wait till then. You know, life is so short. The Bible says life is like a vapor on the water. You appear for a little while and then you vanish away. And I learned some things when I was in Japan that I thought was very interesting about remembering people and what we can learn from them. So when we come back in just a few moments, we'll tell you another story about how God has set up these pieces, these moments in time. I'll be right back in just a moment. I'm so thankful to have this opportunity, folks, to tell you about a brand new music CD called The Journey. Every song has been absolutely godly inspired to touch the heart and soul of every person. Go to my website at paulbeckleyprophecy.com. Get it now because these songs will inspire you in your walk of life. The Journey, we're all on it, and this music CD will literally change your soul. You know, uh, in Lifetime, I uh, think about things a lot. Um, you know, you only get one time to leave a first impression. So I, I don't judge people by my first time I meet them. I don't, I don't, I don't let the first meeting be the, the impression that I want to try to create a character. For instance, if you go on a job interview, you don't, you know, if you're a little nervous, you don't want that to be the... You don't want that, the, the, the in-person interviewing you to think that's what you're all about because till you take the, the whole you know, body of work, you can't just do that. But you want to leave a good impression. Sometimes it might be just a moment in your life that you spend with somebody, maybe the moment that leaves the biggest impression on them, though, the rest of their life about you, your legacy, what it is you meant to them. Simply caring putting an arm around someone, sending a card on their birthday, leaving them a graduation gift, even if it's just $20 and a card, or showing up to some special event that for them was huge to you. It's, it's just something you needed to do. A lot of people don't think that showing up at a funeral or showing up at the wake really makes that much of a difference, but believe me, people later remember who came. And so when you start thinking about these moments in time that you can leave behind something that's very powerful, leave the gift of love. Leave the impression of love and compassion 
and respect. And you know, Jesus said, if you come to the altar to pray and remember that you have an ought, or a brother has an ought against you, you might not even be mad at them, but they're still mad at you for something you didn't do. Jesus said, leave your gift on the altar at this moment and go make it right with them and then come back. I mean, that's huge. And people do this, very few. But can you imagine the impact on the person when you go to them and say, hey, let's, let's fix this. Let you and I fix this. We might not agree. We may never agree on this point, but can we, you and I fix this? Are we good? Can we make this right? I want to apologize. Even if they're the one, probably should be apologizing to you. Make the first step. This is huge. These are moments in time. These are pieces of time that will shape your character, that will leave a legacy behind with people that know you and who've seen you and who you've met who will say, yeah, you know what? Uh, they'll remember. They don't remember everything else. It's not about the accolades. It's not about the accomplishments. It's about how you treated one another and how you, how you cared. That phone call, that prayer, that moment where compassion came out of you, the bowels of mercy. And so Jesus even led us to, to know that. He wanted us. You know, think about it. I think about the woman coming to the well, Jacob's well. She's carrying these heavy pots. She's a Samarian. They have no dealing with the Jews. She gets there, and Jesus is sitting on the well. It's a moment in time. It's an opportunity. He says, she starts to draw, and he says, can you give me some water to drink? She, goes, she looks at him and goes, give you water? She said, I'm a Samarian. You don't even have anything to draw from. What are you doing sitting here? He says, look, if you knew who I was, you'd be, you'd be asking me to give you some living water. Okay, so he starts his whole conversation. He takes the opportunity to talk about salvation, to talk about the, 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 the joy, the everlasting life that he came to die on the cross. Now, all of us have a destiny. All of us have a purpose. It says it. I'll read it. To everything there is a season and a a time to every purpose under heaven. Let me read it again. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. That's huge. That verse is huge. I think I could probably preach on this for seven straight weeks. Everything there's a season. Every moment, every opportunity, there's a huge opportunity to make a difference in your life and in the life of others. And now, let's not stop there because the preacher is pretty good. I'm talking to Solomon who wrote the great book of Ecclesiastics. It's believed. And in the last chapter, chapter 12, in the last few verses, here's what he says. Verse 13, so let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. And keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment, and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. God's going to bring back to us time. Time we had on the earth and how we spent it. Did we spend it negative, grouchy? I mean, it was funny. Yesterday, it just happened to me yesterday. So I'm taking blankets. I'm taking, you know, we ship buy, we've shipped free Bibles and blankets and all this stuff out to all so many people. And thank you guys for your prayers and your financial support so we can do this. I mean, anybody that needs a Bible, we send it to them for free. Anywhere in the world, self-delivered, postage paid, 
to their home. If someone's sick or, go, or, or going through a lot of chemotherapy or they're in the hospital, we send blankets to help people. We couldn't do it if it weren't for you folks. You took the time. You took a moment in time to make a difference. Your financial support or some of them, some of the ladies who actually sew the blankets and make them. We couldn't do it if it weren't for you. So I'm carrying a bunch of stuff going into the uh, post office and all of a sudden an, an older gentleman is trying to park his car and um, as he's pulling back out, another car is coming and this guy stops and hits the horn and beeps at him. And the older gentleman was just trying to line his car up. But the old man got out and he, I mean, whoa, I can't, this is a G-rated show. I can't tell you what he said, okay, but it was pretty ugly, all right? He went off on this guy. Younger guy, probably in his 30s, and he just went off on him. And he told him, come on out, come on out. And like, he wanted the old man want to take him on. I'm like, oh, wow, we can't have this here. Well, anyway, everything calmed down. The other guy, the young guy drove away, and he was so angry. And he looked at me and says, what are you going to do with people? I said, well, I just, I, I, I see what you're saying. Sometimes we just got to let this stuff go. Let it go, he said. I said, yeah, sometimes it's just best to let it go and not let it affect us too much. And then he looked at me and said, that's been my problem my whole life. I said, well, it's, it's, time, to, it's time to change that. You can change that. So now I set my boxes down because they're too heavy. They're weighing me down. And I set them down in the street, and he and I are talking. And I said, you know, sometimes people don't understand us, but maybe we don't understand them, you know, and there's generation gaps. And so I tried to bring it around the nicest way I could, and he finally said, you're just trying to say to me I shouldn't be so grouchy. And I said, yeah. <laughs> if you want to know the truth, calm down. Get a cup of coffee and calm down a little bit. All right? Life's too short to live on the edge. Life's too short to be all worked up. Road rage, no, no. Okay? Let's, let's calm down. Let's, let's take an opportunity to let some stuff go. You know what's one of the greatest gifts you can do is let it go. You know? Let it go. Just let it go. Because when you can learn that patience and you can learn how to contain that, the Bible says a man that can bridle his tongue can control the whole body. So you got, you, got to, you got to get yourself in a position where you can do that. These are moments in time. Not everything in life is hunky-dory. Not everything in life is rose, you know, a rose garden. There are, there's thorns, there's thistles, there's issues, uh, things happen. God knows. It's, God's not as worried about what you're going through. He's more worried about how you handle it. It's the pieces in time. Reflect on it. Think about what God's done for you. Every time I see a person and I pray for them, they're maybe they're in a wheelchair or maybe they're a quadriplegic, I praise God and thank him. God bless them, help them. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And thank you that I can get up and walk. I'm not taking nothing for granted. Listen. After going upside down in 20 feet of water when you can't swim with a broken neck and a, and a seat belt lodged, when you come back out of that water, every day is a good day, okay? Every day is a good day. It's a moment in time. I'll be right back in just a moment. I want to thank all my partners for standing with me, for helping us in the mission of leading people to Jesus Christ, for winning souls into the kingdom. Our live broadcast online, we're seeing 25, 30 souls every day accepting Christ as their Savior. And right here on this television broadcast, so many have come to Jesus Christ. We couldn't do it without you, but we can do all things with Christ. So thank you again for being our partners. God bless all of you.
Are you serious? Are you serious? Well, we're looking at another moment. You know, last Sunday I went to church, and after church was over, I, there was 24 members of the Begley family all got together. We got a little, uh, little young baby born in the family, and my mom looked at me and said, well, I've been diagnosed with Parkinson's for five years now. I'm doing pretty good, ain't I? I said, Mom, you're doing great. She said, I still get up every morning and dance a little, start the day. She said, remember, I had cancer 20-some years ago, and I survived, and the Lord healed me, and that's never come back. So I got a lot to be thankful. Every morning I get up, I dance before the Lord. And I thought to myself, she's taken that moment in time to praise him with the dance to praise him for blessing and keeping her as she goes forward. You know, this is a moment for you and I. This moment, I believe, has divinely been chosen. Maybe it's a time to reflect on your life and thank God for how good he's been to all of us. Maybe this is the moment we should all pray. Maybe this is a time that you have never, maybe you've never thought about really thanking God for being good to you. You got a roof over your head. You got food on your table. You got soles of shoes on your feet. You know, and God's been really good. Oh, you've had your rough times. You've had those moments. You didn't know what you was going to do, but he was always there. And some of you have never accepted Christ as your Savior. And I'm not preaching at you. I'm just asking, is this your moment in time that you would like to do something that will change the course of your destiny? I thought about it later in the day when I was under the water. If I didn't know Jesus, I couldn't have known to call his name. I wouldn't have knew the power of his name. I, didn't, I wouldn't have known that he had the power to break that buckle open and release me from a, 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 a de destruction deep in the, in the water. Let's pray. Let's take the next 90 seconds this 90 seconds can change your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to take this piece of time, this moment of time, to say thank you for all you've done for me. I want to thank you for your love. I want to thank you for your mercy and your grace. I want to thank you for your forgiving power, for your son that bled on the cross for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over all things that come against me. Lord, I want to praise your name and I want to repent today and accept Christ as my Savior or I want to rededicate my life to you, Lord. I, maybe, I, Lord, I used to serve you, but now I've so drifted so far from the shore, I'm coming back. I'm using this moment, this sermon, this preacher, he doesn't even talk about these things sometimes. Why today? Lord, is this my moment in time to call on your name? I'm repenting of my sins. I'm confessing my sins to God. And I'm asking you, Jesus, to help me. Jesus, help me. For I'm drowning and I'm going down. But from this day forward, from this moment forward, this is my moment. I choose Christ to be the Lord of my life and to guide me from here on out. And I ask it. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, man, Wrigley.
lived in that white house Down the street where I grew up Mama used to send me over with things We struck a friendship up I spent a lot of long summers Out on his old porch swing Says he was in the war and in the Navy Lost his wife, lost his baby Broke down and asked him one time How'd you keep from going crazy? He said, I'll see my wife and son in just a little while I asked him what he meant He looked at me and he smiled, said I raised my hand what I can see Oh, I believe A few years later I was off to college Talking to my mom on the phone one night Getting all caught up on all the gossip The ins and outs of small town life She said, oh, by the way, son man Wrigley died Later on that night I laid there thinking back Thought about a couple long lost summers I didn't know whether to cry or laugh If there was ever anybody who deserved a ticket To the other side It would be that sweet old man Look me in the eye, said I raise my hands, I bow my head. I'm finding more and more truth in the words written in red. They tell me that there's more to life than just what I can see. I can't quote the book, the chapter. The verse, but you can't tell me it all ends in a slow ride in a hearse. You know, I'm more and more convinced the longer that I live. Yes, it can't be, no, it can't be, no, it can't be.
believe 